0: Welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Dr. Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Uh, Today, Dr. Daniels, we're going to uh, clear up some things. as Mm -hmm. as, We've had some people come to Dr. Daniels and say, uh, what is the format of the podcast and where can we find the podcast now? Now, this particular episode where I'm going to put this Dr. Daniels directly on Facebook with the link to our new uh, uh, YouTube channel and also we're still on SoundCloud. So if you're on SoundCloud and have Apple Podcasts, you'd be able to find us there on Everyday Strong um, on the podcast on for listening for audio for videos on YouTube. All right, so Dr. Daniels, so this is why this is probably episode like 95. We've mm-hmm. been we've been at this for, for some time now.
1: Yes, yes.
0: So please tell the, the audience, Dr. Daniels, like what is, what does it mean, I should say, to
1: be everyday strong? Yeah, you know, and that's a question that has been posed, you know, several times is how do we define everyday strong? And sometimes we ask, what do you do yourself to live everyday strong? Uh, To me, everyday strong means living your life at the highest level of quality that's available to you, you know. It's not necessarily about how much money you have, is not necessarily, you know, about what occupation you have. But it's about living a life that allows you to get the most out of every moment of every day. You know, that to me is living every day strong. It, it, it is being a positive influence in, in, your, in your home, being a positive influence in your community, and, and, and making a difference in the lives of others. Uh, because at the end of your life cycle, you know, you don't ever want to look back and say, I wish I had done, you know, I wish I had done differently. You want to be able to look back and say, I gave it everything I had. I enjoyed it to the utmost and, 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 and I, I gave it a good run and I'm just I'm as satisfied as I can be. So that's kind of how I view living every day strong. I think that for many people, they live their lives on autopilot. Mm, yeah. you, you know, they don't really experience life every day. It's an autopilot. Uh, you know, I talked to a very good friend of mine. You know, we had a nice conversation yesterday for an example. I mean, I've been knowing this guy ever since I was um, about 11 years old, you know. And uh, and he's, you know, extremely intelligent guy um, and has a great position. Um, uh, he's an I- IT, engin- you know, IT engineer. And he was saying, you know, Mike, he said, right now I'm at a place where I don't want to be. You know, he said, because... Every day has become a routine for me that, you know, I go to work, I come home, I talk to my wife, I go to bed, right. <laughs> I, I go to work, I come home. And he, he said, and, and that's it every day. And he said, you know, and, and that is really, uh, I, I'm not feeling that, that, that fervor for life that I used to feel. You mm-hmm. know, it's like I'm missing it somehow. And he's a very successful guy, extremely successful, uh, but yet and still, every day is not the best day of his life.
0: You know, uh, Doctor Daniels, and I understand what you're saying. Like you could be get so successful, you get in that routine, you Mm -hmm. don't really get to live life. What I have, based over the now almost two years of doing this uh, podcast, what I have come to realize from being with you, reading the Bible, is that you hit the lottery when you was born. Mm -hmm. Yes. When you was born, you hit the lottery. And that's the part I think, you know, when you sit in the pulpit and you say, God chose you to be born, people don't, not yeah. capturing that. Yes. It doesn't really, they don't really get it. It's so, okay. Now, if you ever realize that, would you just go around just living your life, just letting life happen to you, just being mundane? Mm-hmm. Like, everything out here is for your is for you to enjoy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, it's like, go out there and, and and have fun underneath these certain rules. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about countless times over the podcast, like the rules are the rules. Mm-hmm. Now, society wants to make it, the world, so to speak, yeah. wants to bend some of those rules. Well, what if this happens? What if like No, mm-hmm. the rules are the rules. So it's like, okay, living the everyday strong, there's a, um, a guy I call named name, Ed Milet, he talks about maxing out. You know, mm-hmm. He talks about max out. like Max out your life. Mm-hmm. Like make sure go somewhere different today that you know, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going out to eat lunch, don't go to the same spot, go right. somewhere. Different. Right. Mm-hmm. And me and my wife talked about, she said, you know, CB? I want to have a goal to, we go on a vacation or a mini vacation every quarter. I said, mm-hmm. you know what? You're right. I said, that's right. Because I don't want to wait till I'm 65.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: to go travel.
1: Right. You know, it's simple. It's yep. simple.
0: It's like, so, I, I try to do this stuff now mm-hmm. you know another thing that you told me about in, on the everyday strong you we talked about how the man in the household and what he was responsible for that also the woman was responsible for mm-hmm. but then you made something very clear that clicked for me. He said, "But the the woman that was ahead of the household had other people working underneath them in the household. They mm-hmm. weren't just in there by themselves cooking, cleaning, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. They had every other people doing it, but they was managing it themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. So, what
0: once again, what people not hearing is that women were bosses, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Absolutely, like they, yeah. yeah. You know, they, <laughs> you
1: know, they were bosses. They were they 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 managed property. They 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 actually were entrepreneurs.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so." It, that just that one little tidbit, you know, I said, you know what? I went to my wife. I said, all this in here, I'm gonna get you to help in here to get everything taken care of. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And guess how much money I've been missing from my pocket mm-hmm. ever since I've done that? <laughs> that nothing. Nothing, right? Yeah, nothing. Mm-hmm. One other thing that you told me, CB, if you do what's in here, you're not gonna like for stuff, right? And that's a fact. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. It's, can I explain it? No, but if it's working for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's working for you, and it's worked for the people of the Bible. Why wouldn't I try to do that? And that's yeah. for me. That's what Everyday Strong is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you said something that uh, I forgot that I said, but when you <laughs> said it, it just boom, light bulb went off, and it just uh, I, I felt a smile all over. Uh, two things. One is it like you said, we were chosen to be born. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I mean, we were chosen. And I know that a lot of people don't think about it that way. The the concept is when mom and dad got together, okay, the physical body may have been generated based on, you know, a biological process, but the soul was not based on a biological process. You know, so that who you are is what's inside of you and not just that flesh, right? And so that being the case, that was a choice that God made specifically to place you in that body For you to enjoy what he has given you. And then you said about the rules, you know, and I think some people look at the rules as being confining. See, I don't. I view the rules as being freeing, you Mm -hmm. know, rather than confining. And that's what Jesus said, is that he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. See, to me, the rules are there not to keep me confined, but to open up my life so I can have more value, so I can enjoy things more, so I can appreciate things more, And just like you said, is that if I'm going to live every life strong, then every day strong, every moment strong, every day should be an experience. You know, I mean, a real experience, you know, and and our experiences may be different. You know, someone else may experience going uh, to uh, Djibouti, right, in in Africa. Someone may experience going to Hawaii. I may experience just going to Williamsburg Mm -hmm. or just going to Jamestown, you know, or, or just going to a small country store, you know, in North Carolina, Uh, but it still should be another experience because every day you can can do something that you have never done before. You know, every day you can experience people you have never experienced before. Even if you were to just go park hopping, you know, Mm -hmm. state park hopping, you know, look at all the state parks there are in the state of Virginia that we don't take advantage of, that if you just go and enjoy you know, the state parks are phenomenal places to visit, you know, as far as the botanical uh, gardens that are there, uh, the canoeing, the fishing, you know, the the, the wildlife, all those kind of things. And so for me, you know, living every day strong is living each day without a regret about what I should have done, you know. It's about doing, it's about living an excited life, and about at the end of the day, saying, hey, you know what, that was a great day. And, and for me, you know, to live every day strong, I start out each day with a, with a basic concept, and that is this is going to be a great day. Every day I wake up, that's what's in my head. This is going to be a great day. I don't care what's ahead of me. My thought is this is going to be a great day. And I'll give you an example. Um, uh, yesterday, you know, a young lady that I've grown to care deeply about because she's a member of our church was being was funeralized. And you would think to yourself, well, how could you wake up saying you're going to preach a eulogy for someone saying this is going to be a great day? It also was raining when I first got up yesterday. Mm-hmm. But see, in my mind, my thought was this is going to be a great day. I'm going to find something today to experience that I have not experienced before. So this is going to be a great day. I'm going to touch somebody's life. I'm going to do something with somebody to make it a great day. And so that's what I purpose in my heart. And, th- and that's what I did, you know? And, and I think, and that's what everyone needs to needs to approach life that way, that every day is going to be a good day. Even though you may have some things in that day that you might deem to not be pleasant to get done, but that don't mean that the overall day cannot be a great day. Yeah. That you can't impact somebody's life positively. Do something different that you have not done. Uh, uh, Just little simple things that will make life the quality of your life. Mm -hmm. You cannot you cannot increase the quantity, but you can improve the quality.
0: Right. You know when you was talking, made me think of. Do you? I don't think people really realize how much work goes into having in your entire day to be a man. (laughs) <laughs> like you have to do it, right? Right. When you really sit and think about it, like when the person cut you off at eight o'clock in the morning in a rush hour traffic, mm-hmm. that might have saw you, might didn't see you. Right. Let's say they saw you and they flipped you the bird. Mm-hmm. After about let's just give them a minute, a minute and a half. Everything that you feeling after that, that's on you, right? So if you're carrying that to five p.m., mm-hmm. is it the guy's fault or is it your fault? Mm-hmm. you had to work at it, right? Yes. Like you, like you had to keep replaying that in your head mm-hmm. or going you're through the right. co-working. Like, that's what happened to me this morning? Mm-hmm. So you keep replaying it mm-hmm. versus just saying, hey, as as I don't know what's going on with him.
1: I'm straight. Mm-hmm. And it's over with. And it's over with. And It's over with. And you're right, is that it takes more energy to be sad than to be happy. Mm-hmm. It takes more energy to have a bad day than to have a good day. Simply because of everything you said, if you think about how long you experienced something, it's its very short. Let's say the person did cut me off, right? Let's just say they did for the sake of argument. The, I, I have to conclude that them cutting me off was bad. See, I first, I first have to conclude that. Mm-hmm. Well, what if it wasn't bad? What if them cutting me off meant it slowed me down such that I avoided something else? Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, and even if they did flip me the bird, see, to me, it becomes comical. That's me personally, you know, it's, it's, it's a comical thing, right? right. Like, what did, how do you think you flipping me the bird messed up my day? And right. It just doesn't. And let's say I cut them off and that's why they did it. And like, well, I'm still in front of you in line, so who cares? Right, right, right. I'll give you an example. One day I'm going to church, right? And this guy's riding a bicycle. Well, he, he's riding against the flow of traffic. Now I know the rules of the road. You don't ride a bicycle against the flow of traffic in the street. Right. Apparently he didn't, and so I'm going, and he expects me to move over. Well, I couldn't move over because it was a car to my left, so I couldn't move. And so he stopped his, you know, stopped, looked at me, and flipped me the bird. I just laughed. I bust out <laughs> laughing. I'm thinking, you the dummy? Right. I, I'm not stopping. I'm gonna still keep going. Right. And now you have wasted your time getting mad at me right. for something that's your fault. So I just thought it was funny. I kept right on grabbing It didn't bother me at least a little bit. Now, he probably kept it in his head. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't in my head. You know, and, and I, I I no doubt there would have been someone that would, someone that probably would have rolled their window down and said something to him. Dummy, you're going the wrong way or something along right. those lines. Right. And now you're in a confrontation with somebody. My thing is, Why would I allow you to ruin my day? Why? Why would I allow that to cause me a problem? Uh, So for me personally, every incident should end when the incident is over. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. how I view things. Mm -hmm. Every incident should end when the incident is over. Like I've had people ask me, well, don't you get mad? You know, because they think I don't because they'll say things like, well, you seem to be the same all the time. You just see it and you forget it. And I said, well, of course, there are things that upset me. However, staying upset does not change the situation. Right. So let's say I come into the office and someone did not do something I have asked them to do. Well, if I stay upset about it all day long, it doesn't get it done faster. Right. It, you know, it doesn't. So for me, it's just a matter of walking in and saying, hey, listen, did you do this? No. Can you please get it done by X amount of time? And I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm over with it. I'm moving on to the next thing. Other people don't oftentimes do that. To me, if you're going to live every day strong, you live every day to the fullest. So you don't let little things that have no real impact on your day cause your day to decrease in value. I mean, every day to me is a valuable day. The older I get, the more I realize that. When I was about nine years old, I used to go to a prayer and praise meeting. We would call it a prayer, praise and testimony meeting with my mother. Uh, And and one day I heard her testify about another testimony. She said in her testimony, she said, I want to thank God for the taste in my mouth. She said that when she said when I was young, I heard someone testify to that and I thought it was funny. And she said, but now I understand why they said that, because now that I'm older, I realize that the taste in your mouth can disappear at any time. Now, I laughed at her. 'Cause I thought, what a dumb thing to say you happy about, right? Mm-hmm. I got older and had the flu. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Couldn't taste anything, you know, of didn't want to taste anything right, right, either. I didn't right. wanna eat. And it dawned on me where she was coming from that you know what? The the mere fact that I still can enjoy the taste of something. Is a value to me. Mm-hmm. The mere fact that my grass is still green is a value to me. The mere fact that I'm still alive is a value to me. And so you know, every day to me, I make up my mind that it will be a quality day because here's what we know two people can experience the same event and have different outcomes, mm-hmm. right? We mm-hmm. both can go to a show and see the same performer. And one person to walk away disappointed, and one person to walk away saying it was the greatest show on earth. I choose to always walk away saying it was the greatest show on earth. You know, I go to the movies with my wife sometimes. The movies she selects sometimes. Let me tell you, uh, the average person would say, "You got to be kidding! I ain't paying for this movie." Right? You know, because the movies are dumb. They're supposed to be horror movies, but they are dumb. They, you know, they just have no plot. You know, nothing whatsoever. So I go in with the attitude that this is going to be a comedy. <laughs> I mean, that's how I go. Right, right. This is going to be a comedy. So while other folk are going, "Oh my god, oh my god," I'm just laughing, and I'm laughing at the movie, and I'm laughing at them and their horror. Right? Right, and <laughs> so right. to me, it becomes a comedy. I'm just going to enjoy this as a comedy.
0: <laughs> you know, what was ironically mentioned that well, we this was many podcasts ago, and we talked about uh, horror movies, just about horror movies, horror movies and demons and stuff like that, and you. Demons don't look like how they look <laughs> on the movies. You probably walk, basically, you probably walk by a couple of them today. That's right. <laughs> so when you told me that, it made the movie. Now, when I watch a horror movie, I'm looking at like that, like how you look in the world, it's like why are they doing this? Why are you scared of this? Mm-hmm. You know, because you should be. what the flip side of the coin is you really should be scared of people that more than look like you, right? Than <laughs> people that people don't. You know, which is. The ironic thing, and that's a whole other subject by itself. But that's some of the stuff for the audience to understand. That's some stuff that we get into is a lot of little meanings have, like, it's just a tip of the iceberg. And what we're doing as podcasts is we go deep into it Mm -hmm. and and really flesh out the life lessons in there. What's in the Bible that gives you more clarification, and clarifying Mm -hmm. things for you. And then, Quite honest with you, sometimes things in the Bible you might not get a clear picture, and that's why I say do it anyway, yeah. and then and look at the result.
1: Well, you're right, and, and here's the thing: I think people kind of over they, they they overplay sometimes. The Bible is not such a mystical representation of life that um, it it had doesn't have practicality. You know, there's nothing in the Bible when you think about the do's and the don'ts. I mean, some of the miracles that happen, we may not grasp, but that is all only because our understanding is not there, right? But, but what it says to do, if you think about it, it it's not mystical. You know, it, it, it's practical stuff. You use the example of, of helping your wife be a good wife, right? I mean, it, that's not mystical. When you, when you really sit down and think about it, right? You know, if you ask the average husband, he might say, that ain't my job. That's her job. Why should I help her do her job? Well, but see, if you were an employer, you would never say, why would I help my employees do well? You, You know, it's like you would always be saying, my job as a manager is to ensure that my employees have what they need to succeed. Right. You're a husband, and you be saying right, right. it ain't my job, right. she, she ought to know how to do this. Well, okay, she may should, but shouldn't I want her to succeed? Isn't my life better if my wife succeeds? I mean, this I mean, this really is the straightforward stuff. So, as a husband, oh, and I got
0: a testimony for that, yeah, yeah. right? Right, is it, is it just,
1: <laughs> not
0: only did I not miss any, any, any financial funds and I missed it, and everything else,
1: and I also been mean, great. Absolutely. And that's, that's the thing about it. It's just so practical, right? If I help you succeed, my life is better because what, what, you're succeeding is what I want, right? As a, as a husband, I want my wife to manage the house well. So why don't I help her succeed? Yes. And, and that's the thing. Parenting, right? I want my children to be the best they can be, right? So wouldn't it make sense for me to parent in a practical way that ensures the success? I mean, even the things the Bible talks about with money, you know, I mean, we, we call them rules. And I guess when you call them rules, people be like, oh, no, all those commandments. Wow. But when you think about what they actually tell you to do, that stuff isn't bad. You know, it's not like that's a hard thing to do. The, the, the idea of of living off of 80% of your income, for example, isn't that a practical a practical thing to do? Isn't that a good thing to do to say... Right. Don't live beyond your means. When Jesus says, for example, no man builds a house without first counting the cost, meaning, you know, you need to prepare a budget for everything that you do. I mean, that sounds solid advice, you know, in reality. So I guess my point being is that, you know, like, again, going back to what you just commented on, is that when we follow those things, it enhances our quality of life. It really does. And, and, and we throw other things in from time to time. You know, we'll throw in things from, from great authors, great, you know, psychologists, or great people, management minds or economic minds. But the things that they espouse really are in the Bible. Mm-hmm. They just espouse it in a secular fashion, you know, right. when, you, when you think about it. And so that's why, you know, I'm just saying that, and I hope everyone understands that, that, that our goal is for everyone in our listening or viewing audience to live life with the highest measure of quality they can. I mean, that's what these podcasts are all about. Mm-hmm. And everyone is going to focus on helping you to live your best life, helping you to live every day strong. So you walk away every day saying, you know what, that was a great day. You know, that or oh, that we had a wonderful day today.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, so that's that's in the basis foundation of, of our podcast. And um I'm looking forward to many more.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh we usually do it every week, but we got Memorial Days coming up, so I know right. we'll be missing that mm-hmm. that podcast week. Usually on major holidays we miss we have a week break in there. Yes. But usually we're um summertime's coming up, so I gotta get with Doctor Daniels his vacation. Mm-hmm. And people talk about my vacations, but Doctor Daniels is the one that kinda inspired me. <laughs> <laughs> to um, to let me realize is like, look, you know,
1: we you, live, we live in everyday strong,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And the funny thing is, a lot of people don't realize like if you set forth goals of what you want to do, and just put your mind to it, you'd be able to do it. And just like how you said, you ain't like you know like you will be going to Barbados or mm-hmm. like you can just go to Winsburg. Like, me and my kids this past weekend, we went to for Mother's Day weekend, we went to
1: Williamsburg.
0: Breakwood mm-hmm. Lodge, had a great time, a lot of experiences. It's, it's
1: a beautiful place there. Yeah. You know, I've been there one time, beautiful. You know, I'm going to say this too, you know, it's true that, you know, we, we both, of you and I both go to exotic places, but here's the reality of it. The same thing we do in those exotic places is <laughs> the same thing we can do right here. And so, you know, I mean, you do it because, you know, your spouse says, let's go, right? Which is fine. I'm I'm down with the program, right? But the reality is, I don't, I mean, even though I, you know, I, I try to experience the local cuisine, you know, when I go places, right. I have a shellfish allergy, right? So. If I go to an island, <laughs> I still can't eat shellfish. Yeah, it right. ain't okay. like I can go down there and say, yeah, give me that shrimp. Right, you know, right. I, give, I still can't eat it. So I'm still eating dishes, you know, that are ba- basic dishes. Now, they may f- fix them a little different. I think like right. when we went to Africa, we had a dish called Cajunu. Great dish. But here's the bottom line. Here's what it was. Chicken, spices, and <laughs> something similar to what we call rice. It wasn't rice, but it was similar to that. Right. Now, okay, that's what it was. They, they, they fix it all up. They, they wrap it up in, in leaves and tie it all together and just throw it in the fire. Then they put it on your plate, mm-hmm. you, you know. But basically, it's, well, it's, the same thing. it's the same thing. I can go swimming at the swimming pool at the Y, or I can right. go swimming at the swimming pool at a luxurious hotel. Right. It's still water. It's still four feet or it's still eight feet, right? right? I can go to the ocean and taste the salt water, Virginia Beach, mm-hmm. or I can go to the ocean in the, in the Florida Keys. So all I'm saying that there are people who are saying, well, I don't have the resources to do what you all are suggesting. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. You can go on a vacation every month if you want to. Yeah. You don't have to go, you don't have to go any further than your own backyard, you know. You, you can set up your backyard like a vacation wonderland. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can go to, again, you can go to a state park and rent a log cabin for little of nothing mm-hmm. and and go canoeing, fishing, do all that stuff. Very inexpensive. So you don't have to go far away to do that. You, Live every day strong is about setting your life goals so that you have something always to look forward to, and that you always have something to enjoy. And that's what all, that's all people have to do. And I'll tell you
0: another thing too, uh, Dr. Dems,
1: is you have encouraged me to do what
0: I do, what I call white uh, folks things on vacation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you, uh, you said, "See me, let's go scuba diving." I said, "Look, I'm not about to go down there." I said, "That's <laughs> white people, right?" But you've encouraged me. Okay, I'll go smaller. So you have encouraged me to do things that go outside of the box yeah. to enjoy um. things. Now, now the one thing I won't do is zip lining because, as you can see, if you're watching this, of my size, I just don't think that little that that little line will be able to hold me up. But anyway, it will.
1: But look, it will. Look,
0: look I don't want to be. I don't want to be the person that said, you know, good and well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Person being up there. I don't want anybody to say that mm-hmm. at my funeral right. when I, after I fell off the thing. Okay, but yeah, that, that's but that's exactly what what we yeah. talk about. And another thing too, Doctor Dan, is, is I think this is a uh, this podcast also gives people another view mm-hmm. of of you that um, I think a lot of people don't see. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. you are a, um, actually a very funny person.
1: <laughs> well, I I enjoy life. See, yeah. You know, I I enjoy life. I, you know, and I, I I get that from two sides: my mother, and my father. My mother um, loves uh, to create humor. Mm-hmm. She loves to create humor. And, and, and my father um, taught me to live every day enjoying your life. You know, his thing was, hey, he, he would always say, don't do it because you have to do it. Do it because you enjoy doing it. You know, that, that's how you should live your life. And, and so I like to find joy in everything that I do, in everything that I like, I like to find joy. Even chastising my kids, give you an example. I, you know, they, I, I, would do it in a way that both the child and myself could find joy in it. Yeah. and that's how. Even chastising them, I would give them a choice and say, "Look, here's You want you want me to do this, or you want me to do that?" And, and I would tell them, as "Soon as it's over, with, it's over with." You know, we would laugh about it, and we laugh about some of the things I did today. And right. I, you know, I talked to my daughter, and she'd be like, "Yeah, it was kind of funny." You know, because that's how we do things. And I would say to them, and I say this to any parent out there as well, it's kind of like, let's say if, if, a, if a policeman pull you over for a speeding infraction, right? Well, you don't want him to give you the ticket and fuss at you for 30 minutes.
0: Right.
1: The ticket is the punishment. Right. What you like him to do is give you the ticket, talk to you in a nice way, and make you feel good about getting the ticket. Right. <laughs> so that he's having a pleasant day and you walk away having a pleasant day, even though you got penalized with the ticket. Right. That's how I chastised my children. Yeah. I chastised them in a light-hearted way, you know, so they didn't walk away, you know, like, oh my God, oh my God, this is a horrible man. We we, had, we would joke about it sometimes, the things I required them to do. Right. Said, well, you gotta do it. <laughs> but, but
0: I got a ticket one time. Mm-hmm. The guy came to the, um state trooper came to the car and had a radar detector. Mm-hmm. Said, radar didn't get me. He already, he came to the car already at like, like okay, we're playing a game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I caught you. You mm-hmm. had the radar detector, but you didn't catch me.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you got a ticket, and you know, yeah. And so you you got the punishment by the ticket, right? But he didn't make your day bad, right? You know, and that to me, that's how we ought to live our life. You know, you live your life so you're not making people's day bad. You're not making your day bad. Somebody does something that gives you some harm. Don't get mad and make their day bad because they you know did something. Make light of it and move on. Live a good day.
0: All right, we had here. This is host. See you, baby.